everyone, I'm Tina. And I'm Serena, and we are the Mental Health Mamas. Welcome to No Need to Explain. We are so glad you're here. First, as always, a quick disclaimer. We come to you not as mental health professionals or experts in the field, but rather as parents with lived experience who are on a mission to normalize the conversation around mental health. If you or someone you love is experiencing a mental health crisis, please seek professional support. You'll find a variety of resources on our website and in our show notes. You can reach our website at no need to explain podcast.com. In preparing for this episode, I read countless articles and research about overwhelmed moms. And just to clarify, many of these were about moms and not other caregivers, you know, not dads in particular. Uh, Moms tend to take on more and was even more true during the pandemic. And some of the articles address that very thing, the dynamics in the household and We all know that taking on more and more can lead to extreme overwhelm. In one of these articles from MD Live in May of 2022, and I quote, in a national survey of more than 2,000 moms, more than one in three, or about 33%, feel stressed or overwhelmed by their responsibilities as a mom at least five days a week. More than two-thirds of moms, about 70%, admit to holding back their feelings and not telling their partner or family when they are stressed, and nearly two-thirds, 61%, feel that they have no one to turn to or to confide in for help. Hmm. Yeah, I would say we've we've definitely, you and I, uh, I felt it, you felt it, especially in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a guest today who can totally relate as well. Mm-hmm. She is the mom of 10. And yes, that, that's correct. 10. One zero. Uh, <laughs> one zero. And has created a solution for parents. It is called Mama Systems. And before we jump into that, Laura Hernandez, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm really glad to be here, guys. We are happy to have you. So tell our listeners, a little bit about your life and how you came to start this kind of support. Yeah. So it all started back in 2014 in a six month period. We went from four kids to eight kids and it was a little overwhelming. Mm. As I'm sure you can believe um, we had just moved across the country to adopt a sibling group of three and we had just had our fifth biological child. And so we had, I mean, in that six months, we got four new kids Mm. And we moved across the country. We we're living in a rent house. We we're renovating a house. And then for a good two months, we had their little sibling as well. And so um, at times we had six, four and under all in diapers. Mm. And wow. it was just a lot. Whatever, however you're feeling right now, hearing that, that's how I felt constantly. Mm. And I really, I, it, I would give myself pep talks just to mm. get to the end of the day. And I'd be like, if I can just make it to bed and they're all in bed and in their cribs and they're safe and alive. We're like rocking it. Like that was my goal for mm-hmm. each day. And not that there's anything wrong with keeping the children alive. It just <laughs> wasn't how I wanted to be showing up as a mama every day. You know, I had I had goals and plans and wanted to be intentional with my kiddos. And I was not able to do that because of just the complete overwhelm I was feeling. And so um, I really had to sit down, you know, nobody had anything for us, no books or podcast or anything, had anything for our unique family. And we were fostering. So we had caseworkers in and out of our home. Mm-hmm. We 
and our three little buddies were special needs. And so we had therapists in and out of our home all day. So there were just all these nuances for our family that nobody else was experiencing. And so I finally was like, you know, I just got to figure this out on my own. And that process that I kind of walked myself through to create systems that brought peace and intention to our home life is now the same thing that I get to help other mamas through because I can so easily relate to that feeling of overwhelm. And I know how, how lonely it is and how desperate you feel for something to work, for something to change so that you can have a little bit of space to breathe. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to give that to other mamas, which is why I started Mama Systems. Yeah. So I, I just want to highlight the idea that, um, you know, not only do you have 10 kids, but they are, you know, you were fostering you know, some of special needs, all that. And I, you know, from my experience of fostering, um, it's it's a very different kind of um I don't want to say wait, but but in terms of the the stress around it, I mean, you mentioned that you know the caseworkers in and out of the house. It's it's very different parenting that way. It really is. I mean, there were several times where I would just cry and cry because I was like, they're going to take them away. Like yeah. we're not doing mm-hmm. if we don't do it exactly how they want us to do it. And they had a lot of, I mean, a lot of restrictions on us because mm-hmm. we were such a large family and because we had so many young ones. Like kids couldn't bathe together. They couldn't, mm-hmm. um, or we had to have ratios of adults to kids at all times, like intact. And so if they came by and a babysitter was sick, then I'm like, they're going to take the kids away. We're mm-hmm. like, it, it was just so stressful um, at all times. And even after the adoption was final, it's still, I, I think that we have a lot because our kids are adopted out of foster care and they have a lot of trauma and they have special needs. I feel like we just have a lot of red flags on us anyway. Mm. And so people are very um, inclined to tell us their thoughts and feelings about Mm. our family and how we're doing things, you know? Yeah. That's true of most families, truly. Uh, uh, Outsiders have lots of opinions and I agree with you. (laughs) And, you know, I kind of experienced fostering with Serena. I walked beside her and the idea is, gosh, you know, I, I'm glad there weren't people in my home when I was raising my kids because mm. seriously, uh, it's a higher standard yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's a, it's a different standard. It's a different anyway, standard for sure. Yeah, different standard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it, it's basically, I mean, I know this is not what we're talking about today, but that whole thing is basically on whoever is in your home. It's on their opinion. Mm-hmm. It's not like a hard and fast rule. So um, for example, I one of our three was having these rages that were so Mm -hmm. big and really scary to me as a mom. And so I called and reached out for help. And instead of helping somebody called CPS Mm. and so the CPS worker came over and I was like, I'm trying to get help for my kid. I don't know what to do here. And um, everything that I told her, she had an opinion about. And I was Mm. like, is she really like, I was still nursing my two-year-old at the time. And she was like, you're still nursing him. Are you sure you should be doing that? And like, Mm. I, I, she just had opinions about everything and everything she said, I was like, oh my gosh, is she going to take away all of my children because of that? Mm. She's going to take away my children gosh. because she disagrees with my parenting. And it's, yeah. I mean, it is frightening mm-hmm. how much fear they can put in you just yeah. from their opinion, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so so clearly we could do an entire episode on that, but as you said, that's not, <laughs> not why we asked you here. So I want to shift us back to um mama system. So so what is it? Tell us more about it. Yeah, so it's a coaching business. So I coach mamas one-on-one and then offer classes and courses and stuff too. And I get to work with each mama and help 
them create unique systems for their family. Because I realized that, you know, I was in a very unique circumstance, but every mom is in a very unique Mm -hmm. circumstance. Like nobody else has your story, your kids, Mm -hmm. your attitude, your personality, your um, energy levels. Like we're all just so different. And I feel like every book out there, every, everything out there is so geared towards one type of person. Mm -hmm. And even in those types of people, there's so many different unique circumstances. And so if I'm looking to somebody else to try to fix my family or bring order to my family or um, just create more routine and life-givingness in my family, it's not, I mean, maybe I obviously can use my brain and tweak those things, but it's not, it's not customized for my family. Right. Mm -hmm. And so getting to help mamas do that is, has, I mean, it's just been so much fun because it feels like a puzzle that we're getting to solve together and really trying to figure out what is going to give her life, what really is going to work for her, um, and what's going to bring peace to her home. So let's get down to it and really talk about some real examples of how you might work with moms. So you you go in, you assess, you know, you talk with them about what their needs are. And I'm just curious, like, what comes next? How do you develop these systems to work? Give us some examples. Yeah. So uh, I do everything virtually. So I'm not, I'm rarely in a home mm-hmm. kind of doing these systems. But our first step is always to assess. So I think that often as mamas, we are living such reactionary lives that we're not even aware of what's draining us Mm. and what gives us life and what we've been neglecting to do for years. You know, Um, I think that very early on, like in, I like to call it my rock bottom in that timeframe of just feeling so overwhelmed. um, I really realized, Hey, there's some things that I really feel like I should be doing with my kids. And I could say that this is the most important thing, like building character and, Um, we are people of faith. And so scripture memory is really important. And I would say those are the two most important things. And yet I wasn't doing a lick of it. Mm -hmm. And so everything in our lives, you wouldn't know that those were the two most important things. And so I think it's really important to assess kind of our family values, what we hold dear, what we want to see in our kids, what, um, what we really are spending our time on, what we're enforcing to them and getting all out on the table. Mm. Mm. So it's like we're dumping all the pieces out, right? Yeah. And then from there, those things that are draining you as a mama, if we can get some of those off your plate altogether, that's amazing. We work on eliminating. So we work on saying no um, to different things, figuring out what we need to say no to, getting rid of stuff and drawing boundaries with hard relationships. And then mm. we automate and delegate the rest of the things that we can't get rid of because some things you're just going to have to do. So mm. let's say it's dishes. How can we either delegate those out to people in your home or automate it so that it's easier for you to remember and takes less brain power for you. Mm. Yeah. I love, I love the idea of really, you know, sort of focusing on the, the values and what you, you know, what do you want to be happening in your family rather than living in that state of survival, which it sounds like um, what, you know, what was going on with you. And I've certainly been there myself. So what, tell us about some, successes that you've seen in families? It could be yours or others that you've worked with. Yeah. So um, one of my favorite emails to ever get was from one of my clients, Kate, who said, um, basically, like, I feel like I'm running a home now. I like I'm managing my home and it's not running me. Mm. And it feels purposeful. And um, I don't feel as chaotic and I don't feel like I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Because again, I think that when we wake up and there's a million things to be done, 
it kind of feels like you're just staring into the Grand Canyon. Like you don't know where to start. You don't know um, what you should be doing next. And so we create a plan that really helps you think about your days and your tasks in an orderly fashion. So that way you can live in them and not have your day kind of control you, you know? Love that. So many days feel like they control me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So as we said, you have 10 people in your home plus a spouse, I believe, right? So 11. Um, So how do you find time to take good care of yourself? Yeah, I love this question because Mm -hmm. I think self-care is so important. I mean, it's such a, I feel like it's becoming such an overused word. Mm -hmm. I don't want us to think about it as in like, we're getting pedicures. I want us to think about it as in like, nobody's coming in and taking care of you. (laughs) Nobody does that. Maybe you have a great husband who like, looks out for you and does little things for you. But the majority of mamas I work with don't have that. And while my husband is absolutely wonderful, he doesn't always do the best job of advocating for me, right? I've got to do that myself. And only I know what I need. And so what that looks like for me on a daily basis is waking up before the kids and spending time by myself Mm. and reading and having my cup of coffee with no children around. Mm. On a weekly basis, having a date night with my husband. On a weekly basis, having a counseling appointment um, with my counselor just to process all of all of the things in our home and all of the things in my life that feel overwhelming. Um, and then doing things on a regular basis, like meeting up with girlfriends and really carving out that time to be able to pour into those relationships and have mm. those relationships pour into me. Mm. And then simple things like going to the doctor and um, staying on top of my medicines and just the things that, oh my goodness, my body needs like exercising and those things are so mm-hmm. important as well. And so um, all of those things are things that I really, I, I just never want to neglect because I know, kind of know where I will go mm-hmm. if I'm neglecting those things. It's not pretty. The things that come out of me aren't pretty. Right. <laughs> I hear you on that. So um <laughs> Tell tell our listeners um, where they can find you. How do they connect with you? Yeah. So my website is mamasystems.net and on Instagram and Facebook, I'm at mamasystems. And I would love, I would absolutely love to share a little self-care guide that I have with your audience. And it kind of walks you through how to figure out what you need for self-care and how to create a plan for that. And then how to advocate for it and ask for help in, in making that happen. That's awesome. So Laura, is there anything we haven't asked you today that you would like to put out to the world? Yeah. Um, I love my, my number one tip for mamas is always to try to lessen that decision fatigue, right? Mm. And one of the ways, just a very simple way that you can do that is by setting alarms for yourself. And this can be as simple as setting an alarm at five o'clock or whatever time you need to go in to make dinner. And having that go off just to remind you, not that you need to live like such a, oh, it's 7.02, we need to do this. But just having having something else doing the thinking for you mm. is so helpful for me because I often will forget to feed my children and not like in a, I haven't fed them in days, like in a, hey, we're an hour late, it's now bedtime mm. and oh shoot, I haven't fed them dinner yet. Um, and so it just helps me kind of stay on top of how I want our family to function and it's not always nagging at me. And so I, I just always love to encourage mamas to use alarms and reminders and use their phones and Alexas and Google Homes and all of those things to their advantage. 
You know, it's so interesting. So I have a child who uses alarms. In fact, it drives me a little crazy because the alarms go off all the time. And I think, what an awesome thing. It It's not chaos for her. It is it is what she uses to keep her life in order, which is awesome. And Serena, it just mm-hmm. occurred to me that I could set an alarm to go to bed every night because <laughs> that way I'm taking myself. So Laura, I don't know how much you've listened to our podcast, but seriously, sleep for me is like, there's no choice about it. I have to get my sleep, but, um, but yeah, I, that takes me out of the, out of the, it's like, Oh, the alarm is going off. I need to go to bed. Here, here it is, everyone. I'm going to bed anyway. All right. We'll, we'll revisit that. Laura. I think that you should do you. that. I have, one, I know, right. I have one I'm set just... for eight o'clock and I go take my melatonin and just start my bedtime process to start winding down. I think it's a brilliant idea. Oh, good. Well, you know, I love what I have takeaways from these podcasts. It's so great. So thank you for joining us today and sharing all that you have learned um, with the world. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I just adore y'all. Oh, thanks, Laura. And so podcast friends, we are as always grateful for you spending a little time with us today and listening. If you get a chance, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, subscribe and share with others. It helps our podcast get to more people, which means we can stay on the air longer. You will find more content on our website, no need to explain podcast.com or on the socials. And you can leave us a voice message. You'll find that number in our notes. Uh, Tell us what you think of the podcast. Uh, Give us some ideas or just call to say hi. And this is your gentle reminder to take good care of yourself while you were also taking care of your people. Thanks for listening. Bye.